Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hairlow Chicago. I am Maggie Hendricks, I think. I am today going to be Amanda Kashubi. Okay. And it's been like, what, three and a half days, four days, and we're back? Yeah. So look at us go, people. They said it couldn't be done. They did, those people. We, we sure showed them wrong. It has nothing to do with the fact that I have a hair appointment on Thursday night, which was the uh, one night that Amanda could have done it this week. So mm-hmm. nothing to do with that. No. And I have a hair appointment on Wednesday because we always like to get these things coincided with each other. Hairless energy. And I'm sure Jay Cutler has a haircut on Tuesday because he just feels it out there. He just knows. He knows. He knows. He's with us. He's Yeah. He's unofficially, officially hairlow. Mm-hmm. 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 So we got a yeah. lot to talk about this week. Yeah, uh, Rick Hahn, you've gone too far this time. I'm a little sad about this one. I'm not going to lie. I know. It was all fun and games when he was trading Todd Frazier and Dan Jennings and I forgot other people's Wasn't names. The, relie- the reliever. What was his name? Um, uh, um, it was right there. It's uh, Dave. Boone Logan. No, that was three years ago. Um, Dave Robertson? Yes. Hey. There's another guy. There's a third guy, too. Yeah, like lots of dudes reliever. have been trade. Yeah. Um, we actually had a story in the Tribune that, so a year ago is when this whole prospect thing started with, I believe, a trade for someone, Charlie Tilson. Yeah. So since then, it's been exactly a year. He has traded... 11 major league players for 22 minor league players. That's a good return on your investment. That is a very good return on your investment. But he went too far. He traded Milky Cabrera on Sunday, and I did not get my approval for this, and I do not approve. I I'm I mean, and we all know I'm not a White Sox fan, but I'm sad about this because ever since Tom Fornelli called Milky Cabrera to our attention – I have now paid attention to Melky Cabrera, and he is hilarious. You can't not pay attention to him. He just screams and cries out for it. And I feel just sad. When I saw the alert come across yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a bummer. Yeah. Because while his personality was not a huge one, he wasn't like that kind of guy. He's not the Nick Swisher type on the field, but he's just funny and Manny Ramirez-esque, but not in an over-the-top, we-get-it-kind-of-way in a weird, I'm-running-away-from-a-phantom-pitch-even-though-it's-not-their-gif kind of way. Or he swings and turns, it goes all the way around and falls onto (laughs) the ground. Or when he's fielding, he'll, like, fall to catch the ball, stay leaning back against the wall, and but hold up the ball to say, oh, hey. Yeah. So it was sad. And I uh, would dare gander sure, uh, that if you walk down the street and ask any random play- person on the street to name three players on the White Sox not named Jose Abreu, they would have a difficult time doing so. Because yeah. seriously, who is left on this team right now? Yeah. And, and an interesting thing uh, about the way the White Sox are built right now is – I feel like all teams still need some veteran leadership. And who is it right? Who is that right now? Like for the White Sox, like who is it that's that's kind of guiding these these players? Is it Jose Abreu? It's got to be Jose Abreu. I mean, seriously, he's and the he's only a one baby. Yeah, I mean, between him and Avisel Garcia, yeah, 
I would I think they're probably the longest tenured one unless it's just some random because Tim Anderson just pitcher. started last year right this is the second year yeah Mankata obviously is just brought up um, you have Yolmer Sanchez he's probably the two two maybe two and a half year mark but if that would be like he's bouncing back and forth between the Myers and majors uh, you got Matt Davidson this is his first full year the catchers are just kind of like a rotating cast of characters. None of the starting pitching has been there for very long at all. Carlos Rodon kind of has, but he's been hurt so much, not really around the team. It's it's a it's quite the little crapshoot they have there yeah. going on. Yeah, I I you know I understand absolutely what Rick Hahn is trying to do. I I think it's smart to a point, but man, having no having no grown-ups in the room for lack of a better term if we could call Melky Cabrera and Todd Frazier the grown-ups yeah well they have um, Uncle Ricky you they, know he's one to rally the boys and all but, right uh, but he's and, I mean still the coach is is never the you know it, it shouldn't be the guy it shouldn't be well, the even coach. when the Cubs were rebuilding I mean obviously they had Anthony Rizzo but he was even young at the time I mean, he's still young now but I and think like, he was the quote veteran <laughs> presence on the team but that is one of the reasons why they brought in David Lawson, David Ross, and John Lester. So right. I am, and John Lackey. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do, what the White Sox will do in the off season when it comes to starting to to use free agency to build up the team too, because right. there's got to be some veteran leadership, you know. Because in theory, the trade deadline has passed, so Rick Hahn can't do anything else, right? Like, unless they're wa- like the league ha- league has to make a waiver, both players have to make the waiver, the right. whole thing. Like everybody has to be okay with it. So it's not impossible, but I'm going to imagine that it's more. It's going to be more the White Sox are preparing for the off season and for free agency than they mm-hmm. are going to be uh, looking to continue to trade. There was one acquisition slash announcement over the weekend that I did approve of from the White Sox, which is dollar hot dogs every Wednesday home game. I approve of that. I think we need to jump on that. Yeah. And I think that's also, I mean, you have to give them props, the White Sox marketing department. Please come. <laughs> I know you don't know anyone, but dollar hot dogs. So I mean, yes. spend spend 10 bucks to get to get the cheapest seats. And then, you know, you get two or three hot dogs. That's a deal. Especially if you take the L there. Mm hmm. Well, uh, mine that went to the game and he bought cheap sheepish tickets they had you know they have like the free fry or free hamburger if someone hits a um home run or whatever that inning he collected on that there was a ten dollar jewel gift card in the little thing too so like the whole game ended up costing him about five bucks and it was christmas in july night so it was a baseball cap with a christmas sweater on the front of it those were kind of cool looking i like those yeah so, you know, it's quite the bargain. That's a win, 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 win. It's almost like going to a minor league game these days. I mean, between all the promotions and the cheap tickets and, well, you know, the 13-year-olds playing. Well, um, I will tell you from my days years and years ago interning for the King County Cougars, uh, the King County Cougars people played, paid a lot of attention to the White Sox and how often their promotions seem to mirror or just follow the Cougars was kind of interesting. You know what they say? Flattery is the best form of... Imitation? Yeah, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yeah. 
yeah. All right. I'm flattered. All right. Well, I'm going to start wearing everything you're wearing and see if you're flattered. You can't see me. Uh, hello. I take pictures outside of your building <laughs> oh, all the time. that's true. <laughs> I'm creepy. You are creepy. True. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. So uh, I picked up my Sunday paper a little late this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't uh, stolen or misplaced? Not this time. Not Good. after I got the the warning letter that said this paper is for Maggie Hendricks only. <laughs> um, and so uh, I pull it in and I, I just throw it on the floor in my office. And when I throw it, I flip it over and who do I see? But Mr. Butso himself, Anthony Rizzo, and his his new fiance, uh, Emily Vacos, I believe is, is how her name is pronounced. And... Yeah, they they have a whole story of how in love they are. In the Splash magazine. In the Splash magazine. Yes. Uh, Anthony, such a nice young man. Such a nice young man. I mean, Chris Bryan had Martha Stewart's Wedding yeah. magazine. Anthony has Splash. Splash. Um, one of the things that I found interesting in the story, so as a follow-up to last week, we talked about the <laughs> Sports Illustrated Important. As I eat story where Anthony said, I have Taco Bell about once a month. And then in this story, the reporter asked, like, did a little Q&A with them. That was kind of like the newlywed game. And the, uh, she asked, what's, asked Emily, what's Anthony's favorite food? And she said, Taco Bell. So I think he eats more Taco Bell, Taco Bell more often than once a month. Yeah, she said his favorite food was Taco Bell over anything Italian. Right. As and as we've discussed, he's Italian, so that's quite the thing. And I, I don't I don't know her, but I don't think she has like a funny funny sense of humor where she would just be ribbing him for Taco Bell. I think it was legit. He goes to Taco Bell fourteen times a day. Yeah. Which hey, guess what? I'm not mad at that. You can bring no. me some Taco Bell, Anthony. I'm jealous that there's not a Taco Bell. I so wanted. Chipotle tonight because it was easy and it's right by my work and I did not because I don't want to die and it was rough and your mother would be very upset with you she would so I got pizza instead but I really just wanted if there was a Taco Bell across the street from me oh my god it would be all the time it is a good thing that Taco Bell is like a three four mile eh, like two to three mile drive for me Mm-hmm. Because I like, like I know it's terrible. I know, I know, I know. But I also That's love so it. Good. I also love it. So I also enjoyed her quote where she referenced him being obviously a local celebrity, and that she can't go grocery shopping with him because she will go grocery shopping at Whole Foods, which who shops at Whole Foods for groceries? No, no, no. Anyway, um, and she'll go to get some bananas, and she'll turn around, and he's doing a photo shoot in the fruit department with fans. Yeah. Well, the people who go do all their grocery shopping at Whole Foods are people who, who you know, make millions and millions of dollars. Like but you Kitas. can't get, you know, Frosted Flakes. Well, yeah, but she's a nutritionist. She was the nutritionist intern for the Cubs, as we as we learned in the story. So it's possible she uh, doesn't eat Frosted Flakes, which is weird. Weird. So weird. I love Frosted Flakes. Oh, my gosh. So good. Um, she also said that he, yeah, so she was a nutritionist intern, which is funny, uh, with the Cubs. And he kept asking her out, and she, being very professional, said, like, after the internship. And so he just kept texting her. And my question to you is, how many emojis do you think she used? he used in the text message to her? 
I bet he was like super creative with his emojis and like used like like puppy face so like to do like his puppy dog eyes so <laughs> I'm just guessing it was all emojis and that's why she said no right away because she was having a hard time decipher what you know yeah his hot mess of a text message was right right also he likes Coldplay does, I mean doesn't attack you all that much no no, I'm surprised she didn't say whatever country person that is that he always referenced and tweets about. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That dude. That country guy. Yeah. Okay. So the other big Cubs news that came out this weekend, or not this weekend, today, is that the Cubs are giving a championship ring to Steve Bartman. I don't think we need to re- repeat to you people who Steve Bartman <laughs> is. Um I think it was, I think they probably could have reconciled in something not so grandiose and expensive, but they all, I mean, it's a nice gesture. The Cubs look good. And Steve Bartman gave a very eloquent and kind um, statement, an appreciative and kind of humble statement. So, you know, I think it's a nice, it's a nice move. And I hope, I hope now, now we don't actually have to bother this guy ever again. But... My question is why why do they have to announce it? Cuz like you're doing a nice gesture for someone. Yeah. But then you also want the glory of doing the nice gesture. Well, yeah. So it would have been in my opinion like a lot cooler to give it to him on the sly and then, you know, 5 or 6 years down the road like, "Oh yeah, we gave Bartman a ring and it was great." And then it'd be like, "Oh, wow, you guys did something nice." It's not nice if you have to point it out and put out press release and statements. That's the part that kind of bugged me and it felt like we want to give him this privacy. We gave him this ring. So then, of course, when you watch the news tonight, they're going to replay that play over and over and over again, go into the whole backstory. And it's like, you realize you're kind of defeating the whole point of what you meant to do. Yeah. My only counterpoint to that is that um, if the whole idea to do this is to finally heal all the wounds and and put it all past it has to be announced yeah. so i mean but, but I, before, I you have a point but right yeah. but like before today did you think anything about c bartman like the last time i thought about c bartman was the last time someone mentioned c bartman yeah like, no one really thinks about him and especially not in like a negative way especially since they won the world series but he so, i think once the world series was happening he was starting to get bothered all over again by reporters by fans like all like because it was getting close like saying like don't you dare to go to the game kind of thing so I think I think they kind of like this is their way of saying like okay we're done you guys need to be done I know but it's just it feels to me like every time they bring up his name then you have you know a week and a half period where you're talking about him and then it kind of dies down and then they mention him again then it's like ah and then it dies down again yeah it's like just you know, don't, I just feel like the Cubs are like, he's just not that into you Cubs. Thanks for the ring, but just, you know, back off. Move if he along. wants to come out, he'll appear. But also, I mean, it's like the nice ring. It's not the chintzy ring. It looks like the big diamonds and whatever. Yeah. Like it the says, player ring. Yeah. And it says Bartman on the side, which again is kind of amusing. The guy wants his privacy. So just put like, you know, <laughs> I think they should have put it me <laughs> because again, I mean, I'm sure he probably won't wear it out and about. And I mean, did he, has he, he's had to change his name, right? 
I believe he has, and he and he moved. I know he moved out of Chicago. So yeah, and I. Well, good thing they didn't put his you know new name on there. Seriously, <laughs> the photo. Who is what? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I understand the whole thing, but it just felt like you're like, oh, that's cool. And then, of course, then the whole and then people were mad that they gave him a ring and like he shouldn't have accepted it. And then why is he doing this? Does he want more publicity? Yeah. Like, no, I really don't think he asked for any of this. Just leave the dude alone. Just, well, and um, I was getting annoyed when people were going, were trying to get him to go on the record during the World Series. It was like he doesn't. He no. He, this is not what the man wants. No, he's never tried to, you know, write a tell-all, appear on any of the eighty-seven documentaries about it. He's never given a quote. He's not. It's. I don't think this is a long con to get some giant form of money eventually. Just no. Just stop. What kind of long con, con can we pull to get some form of money? I mean, I've been pulling one on you for years. I don't. I can't disclose that. Just oh, yet. you're so dumb. I don't have any money. <laughs> Damn it! That was a pretty shitty long con. Wrong, Ginger. Yeah. Duh. Mm. All right. Uh, so we have some new Cubs. Sure. Because uh, there was one, there was a a trade. I guess it was like late last night, early this morning, with the Detroit Tigers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You got Justin Verlander. No. Oh. We got a Justin. Mm-hmm. Timberlake. That would have been fun, but no. Because yeah. mm. then he could have done bye, bye, bye. And like, I, it would be great if he were a relief pitcher, because then he could they could play bye, bye, bye every time they he struck somebody out. That's true. But then it would conflict with Jed Hoyer, who is always trying to bring sexy back. That's true. Damn it. All right. So it's not Justin Timberlake. Who is it, no. Amanda? Justin Wilson. All right. You know him. Hmm. The, the bullpen guy. The one picture I saw of him, he has a little bit of a curly mullet, and I was okay with that. Uh, every photo I saw of him today, it was obviously mid-throw, and his tongue was half stuck out in every photo, <laughs> which All is right. just unfortunate. But it was like, Meh. he's throwing really hard. And they also received catcher Alex Avila, who was on the White Sox last year. And fun fact, his dad is the either the Tigers GM or the Tigers president, so this is the second time where his dad has traded him. Ouch. It's just awkward. I mean, Thanksgiving will be weird, right? Yeah. Hey, hey Dad, did you see when I, how I did for the Cubs? You know, the <laughs> team that you traded me to? Also, Dad, why don't you hate me? Why do you hate me? What did I ever do to you? Oh, come on, I, Dad. Well, you love me. He's going to have, you know, some issues there. Um, yeah. yeah, and that was it. There was something at the trade deadline today, which was kind of nice. Just kind of quiet for once. Well, who, who, I mean, they didn't really have that many more people to uh, trade at this point because they traded Jamer Candelario and someone um, named Isaac. Isaac Mizrahi. Isaac Mizrahi is who they <laughs> traded. So, yeah. um, you know, who are they going to trade next? Tim Gunn? Hell no. Hell no. They are keeping is, Tim Gunn. It, it is interesting to see. Uh, you know, obviously the two baseball teams in Chicago going the different directions, but it used to be like the Cubs had this amazing farm system and now it's kind of dwindled. But I guess you also have an amazing farm system so you can trade them and get back 
yeah. good people in return. But it's interesting to see one team hoarding the prospects and one team, like the cupboard. I mean, it's not bare, but it's definitely a, a lot thinner than when we started this whole trade palooza. They need to, they need to take a trip to Costco is what they need to do. Because you can get giant quantities of things there. Right. So, like, there's probably a big shelf with just, like, a bunch of relievers just sitting hey, on it. You know, if you go to Bedford Park with me tomorrow to get my emissions test, I'll take you to Costco. Hmm. Okay, this is think- making things more interesting. <laughs> Twist. Twist. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you, Amanda, and it's not, should we go to Bedford Park tomorrow for- to get an emissions test? Yeah. Um, it is. It's a long question, so. Okay, I'll I- take a nap. Just wake me up when you're done. Okay, I do not like Ryan Braun. Hmm. For many reasons, him being a we not just like I don't really care if you use PEDs, but when you use PEDs and then lie about it and like lie about it in a super shady way and are just a jerk and then just act like a jerk and just are a jerk. So what you're saying is Ryan Brown is a jerk. And gotcha. So I don't, okay. I, I like feel like no, even if he moves from the Brewers, I just won't like him. Mm-hmm. Do you have a player like that? I used to. I don't believe he's in the majors anymore, or if not, I haven't been paying attention. Ryan Rayburn. He always used to kill the White Sox. He played on the Indians, and whenever there was a, you know, those Sox would have a three-run lead in the ninth, and it was smooth sailing, and get the alert ready, and Ryan Rayburn would come up and hit the grand slam, like without fail, every single time. And then the White Sox actually signed him to their minor leagues, um, it released him, I think, before the season even started. But it was just like, oh, this guy. Also, Nick Swisher. He always used to beat the Sox after he was on the Sox. And plus, he was just hella annoying. He is annoying. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, those guys. It's, it's always, again, it's always those little puny, scrawny guys. Scrappy. Yeah. The, the guys who have ex-dynitis. Right. Like, if there's a guy with power, fine, like, you think he should beat you, but it's always these little gnats that shouldn't be doing the things they do, and yet they do, and then it it angers you. Yeah. I'm with but, you. Yeah, but the Cubs took, what, two or three from the Brewers? They did. So And are now two good. and a half up on the Brewers, um, mm-hmm. which is a nice little pad. And the Brewers are going to play the Nationals again this week, so oh. that, that could bode well for the Chicago Cubbies. Yes. So, August, so I guess we should all start paying more attention to the baseball, just the, the one team, probably not the other team, unless it's Dollar Hot Dog. Or what if they have, like, Dollar Elotes night? Oh, man. I, I don't, I think it might kill me, but I think I would also take it. I like, yeah. Like, if that's how I die... That's how I die. I'm, it's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with death by lotus. You know how I'm going to die? How are you going to die? Um, I'm going to get so enraged by a bear's feet, I'm going to run through a wall. <laughs> I think there's actually <laughs> a possibility of that happening. Uh, <sighs> Chicago Bears, what are we going to do with you? I not ignore you because then we might lose our jobs. I know. It's just, again, they're so annoying, but yet you can't look away, but yet they're so annoying. And honestly, I was offline most of this weekend because I had to attend a two-year-old's birthday party. I was in a bounty castle. It was a great time. Were you drinking a lot to recover from the two-year-old's birthday party? It actually wasn't as chaotic as I thought it would be. It was oh, pretty chill. Good. 
Yeah, yeah. He was super well-behaved. I was pretty well-behaved. I had a margarita. Um, had some taco dip. There was a mm. uh, giant giraffe cake. Like It was shaped like a giraffe. It was huge. And again, Bounty Castle. Right. Um, so that was cool. But I like periodically would look at Twitter. And literally the one time I looked at Twitter, I think it was yesterday, the Bears, there's a receiver. His name is Marcus Wheaton. He had emergency appendectomy. And the Bears Twitter account wanted to send him well wishes. So they use a gif of the Care Bears. Because, see, they're the bears and they care. Right. But mm. how old are the Care Bears? Like, 80s? 1980s? Yeah. Right? I'm guessing this Marcus Wheaton is not from the, a child of the 80s. No. And even if he was, uh, way to be hip and cool, bears. And also, like, do they know that I'm signing on and they purposely send these tweets? Just to just, annoy you. Just to annoy me? Because then it went back to my day and it was fine. But I was like, she's so dumb. I don't know why it bothers me. I really need to let these things go. But then they also sent out a Do You Know Your Bears quiz. and It looks oddly familiar. Oddly familiar to something produced by the Chicago Tribune digital media team. Mm-hmm. What else? What did they send out today, Maggie? They also sent out a media guide today that they made to purposely annoy me. <laughs> so I, like, media guides, first of all, used to always be paper and incredibly heavy, and they were so fun. It would get so excited to page through them. But now you get them digitally, which is fine. But the Bears... I guess really wanted to make it feel like we were paging through the media guide because when you you click the button to turn a page, a page turning sound goes. <laughs> it is so annoying. Can you reenact that for the fans out there? It goes like that's a page turning sound. Right. Right. We have what lots of special like, effects on parallel. <laughs> what if you do like five or six pages like in a row, like flipping through real fast? And then it sounds like you're flipping through really fast. But how it, how would that sound? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's what makes it so annoying. Is like if I'm doing that, and that's the actual sound of a page. But like including it digitally, it probably costs more money. Is the thing that kills me. Oh my gosh. And they and. I'd stopped paging through because I usually love going to like what the record, like the record books and seeing if there's any records that could be broken this year. Yeah. Spoiler alert, there aren't, but. (laughs) um, Just for sadness. The records for sadness. How many tears were spilled during (laughs) one Bears game? Um, So, yeah, no, there's. So I didn't even get to the records or to like looking up what every player's favorite movie is. Oh, they, they don't do that stuff anymore, but they but should. they should. What's going to be great after some game, everyone, all the reporters are on deadline, flipping through the media guide, and all you hear in the press box is just, <laughs> will you guys stop rustling around with your papers? Yeah. No, no, just my computer, but thank you. We, we took everything great about digital, got rid of it, and <laughs> took everything bad about a book and kept it. So Spoiler great. alert. There are no helmets this year because we had to pay all that money for the sound effects. I hope that's okay, guys, right? Happens sometimes. It happens sometimes. So, okay. <sighs> I also saw a photo over the weekend of George McCaskey on his scooter at camp. Sure. Razor scooter. He's he very- likes his scooter. Yeah. 
And um, it doesn't seem like the quarterbacking is going <laughs> especially well. It's not going badly. Um, although I guess Mitch Trubisky can't stop fumbling. Yeah, he, I guess on the first day of camp, he was uh, messing up the center quarterback exchange, which is sort of important. <laughs> it only happens once or 38 times during a game. <laughs> it's only sort of important. Yeah. But, you know, here's, so here's my, I, I have a modest proposal for, mm-hmm. for football and for media. I would be okay with the Bears doing, say, like their first week or their first four days of, like press conference or of uh, practice, no media allowed. Mm-hmm. And then after that, then they would need to give a lot more access than they do now. And like, instead of now, they the only way you can talk to players is in press conferences. So like, I would I would be willing to give up one if they would give more access on the other side because I feel like like Mitch Trubisky mixing up you know messing up his his quarterback or center quarterback exchange that sucks but it's also was his first day like he was probably nervous they're all you know all people watching him all that sort of thing it's just not great so but like I also feel like that's normal it's practice for him to do that so I don't know I just I feel like we don't really need all of the access of all of the practices but the access we do need, they're not giving. True. Know? So. Well, and, not, and also it's funny because obviously they're just playing against each other. So the offense goes against the defense and vice versa. So, you know, the story will be it's a great day for the defense. Right. But they beat your offense. But they beat a, <laughs> a terrible offense. Right. And so then you go into um, the season thinking like the secondary is great because look at all these takeaways. And then you realize, right, they did that against a really crummy offense and that's not going to be the norm every week in the NFL and yeah. the measuring stick is always a little wonky too so yeah that would also maybe some distance from the media might be good because then you wouldn't be constantly you know reporting but as you know they don't let the media tweet every right. play yeah because secrets so it's always also weird like something happened in practice we can't tell you <laughs> but just wink wink Something is going on with a guy. (laughs) Right. (sighs) Thing is weird. And yeah. Training camp is just weird. A weird, weird thing to cover. And well, and so this weekend is the family fest at Soldier Field on Saturday. They're doing the family fest during Lollapalooza. There you go. Oh, no wonder you want to get out of town. I know. I got to get out of here. I'm not going to go like south of Fullerton. No. But again, why would you, I I don't know whose schedule was set first, but why would you do Soldier Field Family Fest the same time as Lollapalooza? There is just, Lakeshore is just going to be, holy crap. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Anything I'm doing next weekend, uh, this weekend, I'm going north. Yeah. No. I mean, no. Um, And on the former quarterback tip, our dear friend Jay Cutler went glamping in Montana with the misses. He did. He had a cool hat. He looked ridiculous. He looked really ridiculous. This is why I continue to find to follow um, Kristen on Instagram because then I get to see Jay looking ridiculous, and okay. I can I will put up with all of the advertisements for her mediocre jewelry line 
as long as I get the CGA looking ridiculous. And there's, I mean, it's it's a good ratio. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just have another note, um, a throwback to last week. Okay. I talked about this with a lot of people. Okay. Who know a lot of people. And I have not heard one person call it gravy. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> Every Dago I know, and yeah, I said Dago because I'm a Dago, calls it gravy. I don't know about the weirdos you have, but... They're hardcore Italian. Also, I watch a lot of Giada cooking on the Giada Food Network. Giada wouldn't call it that. I'm no, talking about saying. New York, she... New Jersey, and Chicago Italians. Right, but she like overpronounces every cheese known to man. And it's mendicati. It's just if there was a gravy, she would throw in a gravy reference. It's an Italian American thing, not an Italian thing. Mm. You should watch the Real Housewives of New Jersey and see what they call it. Do, are you going to question the Real Housewives now? Is that yes. the kind of person you are that yeah. you are questioning the Real Housewives? That is literally the only Real Housewives I do not watch is Jersey. And that's the only one I do (laughs) because they remind me of my relatives because it's a lot of Italian women yelling and flipping tables and that's that's what I grew up on so. I don't know I know a lot of Southside people I've never heard it called gravy. Well you know a lot of bad people I'm sorry. It's true but nothing to do with the other thing. No gravy. Just saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're a dumb face. I'm saying you're not right. I'm saying you're a dumb face. <laughs> you're not as dumb as the bears. How's that? That is the most backhanded compliment you've ever given me. <laughs> and you've given me some backhanded compliments, so <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm here to help. All right. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I actually think that's uh, all we have. Yeah, because we just hair load like four days, four or four hours ago. <laughs> I know, but it's been really busy. There's been a lot going on, so. I know, I know. Like I said, I'm kind of glad today's trade deadline was a little bit mellow. Because the last, there's been a lot of trades happening, and I just, I wasn't up for it today. Yeah, I can't blame you. So. All right. Well, uh, you know, as always, you can follow us on Hair Little Chicago on Twitter. You can email us. I do check the email occasionally. So you can email us at hairlittlechicago at gmail.com, especially if you want to send us free hot dogs. Um, Or spaghetti gravy recipes that don't exist. I don't need a recipe. I got my grandma's. (laughs) And I'm never going to make it for you. I'm heartbroken. You should be heartbroken. It's delicious. I am. Um, so we'll see you next week, and maybe I'll see you tomorrow, Maggie, at the Bedford Park emissions test. We'll talk offline. Oh, boy. Bye. Bye.